Welcome to Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. A little later in the show, we're going to talk about the renewed debate in Washington on Capitol Hill over changes to the Affordable Care Act. Republicans are at it again, saying that they have to get rid of Obamacare. Is what they are offering in exchange going to be worse than what we have? Is it going to fix the problems that everybody admits exist with Obamacare? Or is it just going to make things worse for everybody? We're going to hear from Paul Demko. He's a healthcare reporter at Politico. Also, Marion Udow-Phillips, who's the director of the Center for Healthcare Research and Transformation, will be here. And, of course, we're going to want to hear from you about that, too. What do you think about what the Republicans are talking about in Washington with regard to health care reform. Are you in favor of what they're doing? Do you think maybe they ought to just leave it alone? Uh, do you think maybe they ought to work with Democrats, which for a while was what was going on on Capitol Hill. Now we're back to this hyper-partisan, single-party kind of lawmaking that Republicans themselves criticized in Democrats when they passed the Affordable Care Act. We're going to want to hear from you about what you think about All of that. Uh, We're going to get that started at about half past the hour. Also, remember that you're joining us now during WDET's fall fundraiser, uh, an urgent fundraiser trying to replace $250,000 that comes out of WDET's budget October 1st. That's just a few days away. We're doing really great uh, listeners with uh, supporting WDT right now. It's been really impressive how much you have stepped up. We need you to continue to do that. Uh, 800-959-9338 is the number. And you can also go to WDT.org or go to the mobile app and help support all of the programs that you love here on WDET. You're listening to Detroit Today right now. You're a member of this community. That means you participate in the discussions we have here in the debate. You're helping build this community that I feel like we are building together, have been building together for the last two years. You get to switch the radio on every day for free and listen. There's no cost to you uh, to hear uh, what what we're doing here. But that doesn't mean that the program itself doesn't have costs. The great producers we have here, Laura Weber Davis and Jake Neer, work really hard all day, every day, making sure that we have great guests here on Detroit Today, making sure that we're talking about the things that you're talking about at work or at home. Uh, They make uh, an incredible effort to help build this space as well. Uh, That doesn't happen for free. That doesn't happen without resources. Or think of the great podcast that we have been at work on, Created Equal. First season aired last fall. We are trying to uh, get another another uh, season going. So uh, help us out with uh, all of that. Help support the programs that you love here. All right. Up first, uh, our fundraiser also has been highlighted by spotlights on other nonprofits in our city and region that are doing the important work that makes Detroit tick. So far, we've heard from several organizations that focus on specific areas, youth boxing, preserving the city's rich history, housing, and caring for refugees. Now we want to expand our focus outward with an organization whose work attempts to answer the larger questions about what it takes to move a city into a healthier more vibrant space through systemic shifts and programs. United Way for Southeast Michigan is a large organization with branches that focus on emergency assistance, workforce development, education, health, 
and policy. Here to talk about what it takes to think on a macro scale about a city's well-being is Tanya Heidelberg-Yop. She is the COO of the United Way for Southeast Michigan. Tanya, welcome to Detroit Today. Thanks for having us. We're really glad to be here. Yeah. So when I say United Way, I think in a lot of people's minds, the first thing that comes to to people's minds is the fundraising, right? (laughs) If you work someplace that participates in that fundraiser, you're used to that checkoff that you can can mark so that you give to, to the United Way. I don't think most people necessarily know what that money do- goes to do. Uh, and, and as I said, there's a really broad range of programs and services that United Way offers. That side of it, I guess, just doesn't get as much attention as the fundraising part. Sure. Well, thank you. I mean, it's an interesting thing because United Way sits where we are in a unique position and holding a real trust for our community because of our relationships across communities, people, leaders, government leaders, community leaders, corporate leaders, and it gives us a unique um, eyeline into what's happening. And some of our areas of focus now are around creating really great education opportunities for students um, from pre-K through high school. You know, we're focusing on some really interesting things in, you know, at both ends of that. Also making sure that people have access to good paying jobs, understanding it is not enough to just have a job, but you've got to be able to have a sustainable, you have to be able to sustain your family with your job and also building healthy communities. So that's where we are. And then the final thing I'll say is pulling together the resource necessary to strengthen our safety net. Yeah, yeah. That, that safety net, um, that safety net looks different uh, than Absolutely. it has in in the past. The need for that social uh, safety net has really changed, yes. not, uh, not just nationally, but especially here in Southeast Michigan. Talk about how that sort of challenges the things that you're trying to do at United Way. Well, it challenges it because, you know, we understand that the safety net is not big enough. And when you start looking at what it means to be safe, it's not just surpassing sort of federal poverty lines. It's really moving up into what it takes to live, yeah. you know, without, without additional support here in Detroit. So we try to make really focused and smart investments into, the, into almost 200 partners that do what they do really, really well and help to knit together what they do so that we can have greater impact. Yeah. Uh, United Way, of course, works with lots of other Absolutely. agencies to deliver. Talk about, uh, talk about some of that work and some of the more important places that we see United Way making a difference that way. We see United Way. Let's start with sort of high school for a second. Mm-hmm. Um, we have been doing work inside of high schools, particularly through, you know, the rockier times around leadership. I mean, we're really excited to be where we are now with an elected board for DPS with a, you know, superintendent that has a vision, Mm -hmm. you know, but we have partnered with community partners and delivery partners to help create college and career pathways. For example, we believe as that every student in Detroit should graduate, not just with a diploma, but ready for college without remediation and with some sort of marketable skills so that if we say that every brain matters in our area, right. we invest and you walk out ready to go directly to work or to go to college and be great. Yeah. And we had partners all over the city um, committed to helping us deliver that. Yeah. Uh, there's also uh, a significant health component yes. of the work that uh, United Way does here in Southeast Michigan. Um, <laughs> I feel like that is... Ever more, 
increasingly sort of uh, important here. I mean, the, the health outcomes for people in the city, the health outcomes for people in this region really yes. are not really great uh, when you compare them to other cities. Well, I'll tell you this. That's why we're really lucky to have the CEO that we do. Dr. Herman Gray is a nationally re- renowned pediatrician and healthcare person who understands exactly what is going on. He has worked directly with families who know what it is to lose a child to asthma, to, to have children who are suffering from being exposed to things they should have never seen and what it means to their development. Yeah. So the United Way is working with a number of partners across the city, across health centers, to deliver programs that ensure healthy communities. You know, some of our early childhood work is really going a long way to that, toward that, as a matter of fact. Um, we are the recipients of a SIF grant to help deliver um, support to parents and children's and children and caregivers so that they can work together to understand what the needs are to have a kid healthy, healthy and set into school and into the world in a great way. Yeah. Uh, this is Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson. My guest is Tanya heidelberg Yap. She is the COO of the United Way for Southeastern Michigan. She's here as part of our fall fundraisers effort to put the spotlight on other nonprofits around Metro Detroit that make such a difference in the quality of life here for uh, the folks who live here. Uh, If you want to join the conversation, talk about uh, how you see United Way making an impact in your community. Talk about how you support United Way. Uh, Give us a call. 313-577-1019 is the number. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page and put your comments there, or you can go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today, and you can work, we'll work your comments into the conversation. Um, uh, Tanya, I want to talk about the sort of narrative in town about the difference between what we see going on in places like downtown and midtown and things that go on out in the neighborhoods. Uh, One of the things that I always talk about when I talk about the neighborhoods is, is that the change that needs to happen there is really different than what we've seen happen in downtown Detroit and Midtown. And so sometimes the comparison between the two, I think, uh, gets lost in a little bit of dissonance. I mean, there's an assumption that, well, we should see the same things happening out in neighborhoods that we are downtown. It's not very practical. And it also wouldn't address, I don't think, the problems that a lot of people um, in the neighborhoods face. Uh, You guys are on the front lines of what those problems look like in the neighborhoods and trying to help people out. Talk about those differences, though, and how you frame your work around trying to, to lift the neighborhoods along with downtown and midtown. I mean, to lift the neighborhoods along, that's why we're focused around the areas that we are, economic prosperity, you know, empowering individuals to thrive, and th- empowering businesses to thrive, health, as you mentioned before, making sure that neighborhoods and children and families are healthy. And then um, almost as importantly as, as all of that is education, right? So what's happening with the brain power? What, are we investing in our children from the time they're born? And are they graduating and getting what they need in order to thrive and be innovators? So that's why we're focused where we are. And the neighborhoods need to focus on people and lifting neighborhoods. Yeah. Uh, that focus on people, as you say, starts Really, really early, or yes, it's supposed absolutely. to. Uh, the you mentioned the early ed programs that you guys are involved in in passing, but I want to give you a chance to talk 
more specifically about what you're doing. You guys are involved in a lot of early yes. childhood yes, we are. Uh, investment. We focus a great deal, you know, through the SIF grant that we talked about, we've got a very powerful team who's done a re- lot of research in this area. And through things like the early learning centers that help to build capacity for child caregivers, right? So if you think about someone in a neighborhood that's taking care of five children in her or his home, right? How do we make sure that what those children are getting is right. what's going to take them to launch, right? We also have something called the Ages and Stages Questionnaire that is available to every child six or under that will help parents go online, figure out sort of where their child should be at a given time, and then get support on how to get those needs. Yeah. Uh, it's also your 100th anniversary it is. this year, isn't that right? Yes, it <laughs> is. You guys have a pretty big celebration going on uh, right now with a number of different uh, events. Talk about some ways that, uh, that people might see or experience uh, this, this 100th anniversary. Well, we're doing a lot of activities and events, but something that we're really excited about is that we've launched a new volunteer portal. So you can go onto our website and figure out how you want to give back to the community, and we will connect, connect you to our partners who have needs in your area of interest. So far, we've got 1,500 signees so far, and um, we're really excited about that. So that's one of the big things. We're obviously going to be having big events to let people know what we do. Um, we have had our all staff volunteer day because we're trying to celebrate by showing what we really believe in and what we really support. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how do you, how do you frame success at the United Way? I mean, some of the problems that you guys are dealing with are so big and, uh, one of the words I use a lot to describe problems we see in Metro Detroit is intergenerational. Uh, there, there are things that have been going on inside of families, inside of neighborhoods for decades now, um, without, without any real sign of them turning in the opposite direction. And again, you guys are, are on the front lines of, of those issues, but how do you tell yourselves that it's making a difference. How do you sort of measure that, okay, we're, we're doing this and no, we haven't solved these problems, but we are making them better? Well, we know that we're focused on, on solving for this, those intransient pro- problems that you talked about, mm-hmm. but there's a now and a near. And while we're going after that, United Way pushes through to an individual person, an individual family, a face, a name, a life that's been changed that they can point back to and said, you all did something to help me. Because if you touch a person, you all know what happens. When you touch a person in a family, almost everybody behind him or, behind him or her changes too. And we recognize that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and, and if people wanted to get involved in United Way activities, they can. Right? Absolutely. I mean, anybody can, can sign up and volunteer, right? Absolutely. That portal is right there. I mean, because that's the other thing that we can help leverage, which is our community power. You know, each one, touching one is really important. The portal, we built the portal. We're going to be really moving forward and connecting data to make everybody stronger. So, you know, there are many ways. Come to our website. It's right there, and we can help you. Okay. All right. Uh, Tanya Heidelberg-Yop, uh, COO of the United Way for Southeastern Michigan. Thanks very much for being here on Detroit Stephen, Thank you, guys, and good luck. This is a great, great, great resource to our community. Yeah, thank you very much. All right. All right, up next, we're going to talk about the latest plan from Republicans in Washington to overhaul health care. We want to hear from you about that for sure. 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. Stay with us on Detroit Today. 